Okay, welcome Sarah to No Excuses, Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So thank you for coming on the show, giving up your time. So it's a pleasure to welcome you. So if you can, just give a brief intro of who you are and what you're currently doing. Yeah, my name is Sarah McMahon. Um, I live in Orange County, California. Um, I do software sales by day, and then I uh, am a blogger and a poet and an ultra marathon runner. So, wow! So you're, if we put it in a context, that you're a real life entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Fantastic! So that's that's a quite a mixed bag that you've got there. Um, so let's let's talk about how go way back to school activities what what did you get involved in man so I grew up in um northwestern Wisconsin so my town was really tiny about 1200 people and my class was like 60 people so so it was a small school um I started running when I was 12 um and then just just started for fun um and then my my high school running coach was was the one who told me, Hey, you're good enough. You could probably get a scholarship to go to college. And so, um, so that was kind of like how I started running. I started writing around the same time. And when I was about 12, just for fun, I kind of read a lot when I was a kid, cause we didn't have very good internet. We didn't have video games and stuff. The reading was sort of my entertainment. So I think I was just drawn to writing because I like to read. Um, yeah. And like both of those passions just sort of took off from there. Um, I ran collegiately for a school called Bradley. It's in Illinois anyone knows where Illinois is. Um, and, uh, and it was a great experience. I, I decided to study English as well. Um, because back to like the writing and, and the reading and, um, but yeah, my, my childhood was really nice in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I grew up on a farm. Uh, we had like lots of space. We grew our own vegetables. Like we hunted deer. Like it was, we were like eating organic before it was cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Man, that's, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, growing up in a farm as well. Yeah, I mean, it was lots of work for sure. Um, I think people think it's just kind of like idyllic in some ways, but it's it's like a lot of work and it gets really cold in Wisconsin. So yeah. um, it wasn't always yeah. so fun. But Okay, so what, what's the coldest temperature that you would normally get there? Oh my gosh, like in the winter, like now, my mom called me the other day and she was like, Sarah, honey, it was negative 24 when I woke up this morning, wow. Fahrenheit, so... <laughs> So it's cold, but it's not always that cold. I mean, like in the winter, you know, right around zero is pretty normal. All right, okay. And <laughs> obviously, um, growing up, did you have any challenges within fitness at all? Probably my biggest challenge, um, and this sort of like permeated into my later years, um, was I, I sort of had like disordered eating when I was younger. And it started pretty young. Um, I think that was my biggest challenge, like mentally and physically, because obviously not like eating enough can, can affect your performance and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and it lasted a long time. I didn't go to treatment until I was like 22 when I finally got help for it. But it escalated to a point where my, my kidneys were shut or my liver was shutting down. So, um, so yeah, so when I, when I was younger, it just was sort of like extreme restriction or like a really big obsession with being healthy um, and only eating like healthy food or whatever. Um, but then the older I got, the more it escalated, especially once I got to college, because there was a ton of pressure to perform um, at like the division one level. And uh, I started 
throwing up and like really not eating much, um, taking like diet pills and stuff like that. So, um, I, I mean, I was able to perform somewhat well, despite all of that, uh, for a short time, but, uh, I ended up getting injured. Um, my only big injury, my entire like athletic life so far, and I'm 29. So, um, I've been running since I was 12. So it's a long time, but my only big injury was I tore my labral, um, my labrum and my right hip, um, which required surgery and like months of rehab and stuff like that. But I did that when I was in college. So, yeah. Okay. And obviously you mentioned you blog as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're also a poet. And my what? Oh, poet. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so how did that become about? So how did you that become one of your many talents? Yeah, I started writing poetry, which is like, when you're a kid, it's like so not cool. But I was writing poetry when I was like 12. Like, again, like just because I liked it. I liked how it sounded. And and I don't know, it was just something I did uh, as a hobby. And then once I got older, like into college, I started getting published and stuff. Um, and now I, I perform, I mean, not so much during COVID, um, some of the, the you know, venues that we used to perform at aren't open yet. But, um, but yeah, I think it's just a ton of fun. It's like a totally different community than like my other like athletic community, you know, it's totally different people. And it's just cool, I think, to be part of, part of like both different groups. Um, and my blog, I started, I don't know, like over three years ago, I guess. I just graduated from college and I was like working a day job and I was like, this doesn't seem like that fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people have felt the same way. And I was, I'd gotten like two degrees. I was like, did I study so hard just to like sit in this cubicle and hate my life? You know? So I just kind of did it as an outlet and to, to share about my eating disorder. Um, yeah. And since then it's just kind of grown like into more topics than just eating disorders. You know, I can't, blog about that for three years so um so yeah I, I write a lot about running and, and relationships and mental health is a big topic that I write about um in all sort of variations not just eating disorders yeah and then obviously you mentioned you do a lot of writing have you got your own book yet yeah I actually published a book of poetry last year no 2020 <laughs> <laughs> these years are just like running together you know ever since COVID happened I feel like it's just been one big year um, but the book is called, I like it cause it's pink and, um, it's a book of poetry. Um, super proud of it. I, uh, yeah, like I said, I used to perform a bunch of the poems that are in that book. It's sort of like, uh, kind of a look into like love, I guess. So there's romantic love, there's family love, there's self love. It's sort of, um, split into those three sections. So yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if any of the listeners are on here today, want to buy this book, um, can they do that online? Yeah, they can find it on Amazon. Um, that's the only place it's available. But again, it's just called I Like It Because It's Pink. Yeah, no, nah, that's cool. Um, so how do you fit in uh, a fitness routine with a busy schedule? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I try to go in the morning. If I don't go in the morning, I feel like it's like hanging over me all day. Yes. To get you right. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, like this morning I got up early, went to a trail, got to like see the sunrise, did a big run. Um, and then I have the rest of my day to like do my day job and catch up on other stuff. And, and sometimes, sometimes I do stuff twice a day. Like yesterday I had, um, a a workout in the morning and then I went to the gym at night. 
Um, but I'm, I'm also like a single person. I don't have a family, which I think helps. <laughs> I don't know how people train for ultra marathons with like kids and a, and a family and a job. It's like so much to juggle, you know? So I really respect people to do that. So you mentioned, you know, you like to get up early in the morning. So what time's early for you? What time's early? Yeah. Um, like five. I mean, yeah, wake up at five. Hopefully I'm running by like 5.30, 5.45, maybe six. But it's just, again, like not daylight yet. So sometimes I got to start in the dark. Um, but I, I like the morning. I've always been a morning person, probably because I grew up on a farm, right? And I was always up early anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I've been an early riser forever. <laughs> no, definitely. You know, because I work as well, I work shift work and I work in a gym. So uh, my shift starts at 6 a.m., um, so like tomorrow morning I'll be up at probably 3am I'll be in the gym at 4 and then go to work you know and, yeah. and I, I you know I, I definitely believe that we feel more energised once we do it first thing in the morning because mm-hmm. like you said if you go to work do your day job it's hanging over your head the full day God I need to go to the gym later or I need to do that run you know it's a mm-hmm. main thing mind over matter but yeah it's a challenge so obviously you mentioned earlier um, about your eating disorder when you were younger mm-hmm. how do you handle that now that's a good question um so when I was 22 I went to treatment I went to like my campuses I was still in school at the time and I went to my campus health center and they referred me to a hospital in town because they were like we can't help you <laughs> pretty much they were lovely but they're like you know it's bigger than the stuff that we're meant to handle which is like you know anxiety and stuff like that so um I went to this this hospital they did like an intake um and a doctor uh I'll never forget this a doctor came in and he was this older man and he sat down and he was so tall that he was like sitting on a stool and he was like the same height as me um (laughs) he was a giant man and he just looked so tired and he was like there I've seen so many people walk through these doors and some of them get to leave and some of them never get to leave. Like some of them, you know, pass away. And he said, if you continue to live like you're living, you're going to, you're going to die. So he's like, you either need to change or you're going to die. And I was just like, shit, like, I didn't, I didn't want to die. I was trying to like run fast. And so, and then, you know, it just became this obsession with getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And um, I, I guess I knew that it was bad for my body, but I was so disconnected from my body that I didn't really understand you know like I I hadn't had a period in like six years um my liver was shutting down my hair was falling out and I was still just like I'm fine you know um which is just this like living in a state of denial which I think is really common for people with that sort of um, disorder but um so I went through a treatment program there and then um was pretty close to graduating so once I graduated and got a full-time job I got a therapist and a dietitian and I worked with different therapists and different dietitians for about five years um just working on like yeah like getting past the worst of the eating disorder but then even after like I was done uh you know starving myself and and all that kind of stuff there was still like a lot of work to do you know what I mean like stabilizing my weight was like the first part and then I had to like undo like the decade of, of habits and stuff like that so it took a long time I don't think it's um like I would say now it doesn't really affect me. Um, but I think when people start something like that, it, it can feel like, like for me, I was like, oh, it's been a couple of years. I should be done now. I should be good. 
but it took a long time and it wasn't totally linear and you know I took a lot of steps backward and definitely like heavily relied on my treatment team um probably the the best tool that I that I had like throughout that whole experience wasn't just my therapist and stuff but it was the dietitians because they were able to really like dispel the myths that I held about food with science <laughs> like they were yeah. like look this is why you need carbs if you're an athlete and like you know, this is what food does to your body and it's all good. You know, like they really, really helped me um, understand sort of like the science of nutrition. Ah, good. So. And then obviously you mentioned you go, you go to the gym, you go running um, majority of the week, but have you got a, a post snack or drink that's your favorite, your go-to after you've finished a workout? After I finish a workout? Hmm. Not really. I mean, the thing that probably I use the most of is when I'm during a long run or during a race or something. And it's a, a product called spring nutrition and they're like gels, but they're real foods. So yeah. they're just made out of like fruit and nuts and seeds and ah, stuff like okay. that. And it's, but it's easier for me to digest when I'm running. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like some of the other products that are just super sugary, like they just, they like cut up your mouth and like whatever and like they just you know affect your body yeah. differently so like spring is the thing i use the most no definitely and i totally get what you mean about the, the running gels you know um yeah is it cis i think sport and science um if i ever take them i feel so bagged up you know if i'm, I'm yeah run, yeah it's, it's just not good for me personally yeah. um and obviously you mentioned the other um a little bit about COVID. So for yourself, uh, Sarah, how did the, the pandemic affect you personally? Yeah, the pandemic was weird. I was, um, at the time I was working for the American Red Cross and we were working out of an office and then they sent us home, right? For like, oh, it'll be two weeks, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I went to the grocery store and like everything was gone. And I was like, oh, this is like a big deal. And then we just never went back to the office. Um, and for a few months, like, I think I was pretty anxious and uh, like kind of depressed. Like my family's far across the country. Yeah. I was here. I couldn't see any of my friends. Um, after a few months, um, my friends and I started running together again and stuff like that. But for, for a few months, I didn't really see anyone in person. I didn't touch anybody. Like I just had my cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so and then also you know all the races that I was signed up for were canceled and yeah that was sort of demotivating in a sense um I, I ran a lot just because I had a lot of time yeah um but I had like no sense of like I have to train for a thing you know so I don't know in, in some ways it was challenging but I think it was good also to slow down and um just yeah have more have a, have a quieter life my life pre-pandemic was really hectic um yeah. yeah i think as well like i think the the pandemic you know made everybody realize what's actually important to them you know mm. because i think sometimes you know I, i'm i'm a, a prime example i'll i'll go 100 miles an hour a day um, and just it's non-stop that's my thing i have to be busy but you know i'm still so busy but i've actually i've trimmed some back but I'm at the stage where I have to trim a wee bit more back again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know we're, we're all like that. Um, but for yourself, Sarah, what's your personal opinion on mental health and exercise? 
Oh, wow. That's a great question too. I think there's such a huge correlation. Like I know for a fact that if I didn't exercise, I would be like depressed. <laughs> like when I was hurt and I couldn't exercise, like it affected my mental health, you know, and not just because uh, I couldn't exercise, but I didn't have like any of those like hormones, like coursing through my body that I was used to, you know, even now, if I don't run it or work out in the morning, I feel like it's harder to concentrate. And I feel, um, yeah, just more like dialed in when my body's moving. And I think, I mean, I, like our bodies are meant to move, you know, um, and being stagnant just lends itself to depression. I think not just like physically, but like, you know, it just feels, the no one likes to feel stagnant in any sort of area of their life. But um, yeah, I think exercise is so important and just like getting outside, getting some fresh air, getting some sunshine, like all of, like you never feel worse after you go outside and, and exercise. No one's ever felt worse, like <laughs> ever, even if it's just like 10 minutes, you know, it's so important. And I live really close to the beach. So sometimes in the middle of the day, if I'm just like kind of stressed out, I'll just like go walk down to the beach and I can, you know, take a couple minutes and I feel so much better. So. Nah, totally. And you've gave a prime example there, you know, take 10, 10 minutes your day, go and get a bit of fresh air, you know, if you're, you know, sometimes you could be overthinking a problem and um, mm -hmm. you could be overthinking it for hours and hours in the house and um, because you're in that, that that boxed environment. But go outside, fresh air, within 10 minutes, you've solved the puzzle, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's happened to me so many times. Or I've, like, deep into a run and then my, like, mind can just wander and I have yeah. good ideas and I feel more creative and all that kind of stuff, so... Nah, definitely. I love that. So obviously, you're, you know, you're very active, you know, busy schedule. But let's talk about your bad habits within training. Bad habits? Yeah. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably my biggest bad habit is like not taking time to like stretch or like roll out or do any of like that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I have a strength training plan. I strength train like two to three times a week. Sometimes I do yoga, but like really sporadically. Um, yeah. But I feel like it would be better if I just took more time to stretch or roll out or something like that. And then sleep. Sleep is kind of tricky. Like sometimes I'll be up too late and I, and I know I should go to bed, but I'm doing something else. You know, it's like trying to get enough sleep to, to support like my training load is also sometimes tricky. So uh, definitely. And if you could pick a few things that really bugged you, like your pet hates within health and fitness, I know you may have a, a long list. That's a good question too. These are great questions. I think probably my biggest pet peeve is just like all of the stuff that's so unnecessary, just like people like hawking products all day, left and right on Instagram or whatever. And they're just like crap. Like, I don't know, like, you don't need like, <laughs> like the supplements that aren't even like, you know, like approved by the FDA or whatever, or like, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that's so unnecessary. And, and like going through um, treatment and like learning from my dietitian really taught me that, yeah. um, that a lot of the products out there aren't necessary. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes I use protein powders and stuff like that, but they're not even that necessary. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, all the stuff for sale in like a GNC or whatever, whatever, like it's just a lot of wasted money or protein bars, like that are just candy basically, or, yes. you know, 
like literally like a they're like a Snickers bar. <laughs> it's like you're eating them like they're health food or whatever. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably my biggest pet peeve. Just all the stuff that's like a waste of money. Okay, and you mentioned earlier you're 29 years old, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if we put it in another context, how old do you feel? How do I feel? <laughs> how, 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 what what age do you feel? I don't feel 29 at all. I feel like I'm like 20. Like I don't like yeah. my 20s just like flew by, you know. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised that I'm 29, honestly. But um yeah, I feel good. I mean, shoot, it's yeah, good to be 29. Yeah, because age is just a number, really. <laughs> it is, it totally is. And probably when I was probably when I was 20, a 29-year-old seemed so old or something, you know. But yeah. <laughs> but <now> it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you go to the gym, what's your favorite exercise to do? At the gym? At the gym. I know you didn't mean to stump me, but you kind of stumped me a little bit. Okay. I don't really go. <laughs> what, what about if I put it in another context? If, you, if I put it into a running exercise, if you've got what do you prefer short runs or long runs oh I love a long run it's like the longer the more fun and also in the mountains like I love to run up a mountain All right. okay so yeah I just like to be I mean hills are sort of my strength they've always been like my strength even when I was younger I would always catch people running up hills um in cross country and stuff like that but um but yeah uh climbing a mountain is so satisfying usually the views are good um you just feel so accomplished when you get to the top and it just ravages your body. You know, I love the soreness of doing a big day in the mountains. So. Nah, fantastic. And when you go out running, do you, do you listen to music at all? Sometimes, um, sometimes not. Like sometimes I just want to get away from all the noise and like just have some peace. Cause I'm yeah. for my job, like I'm on the phone a lot for my job and then there's, you know, constant noise there's like there's always something to listen to so unless and usually I don't even listen to music usually I would listen to a podcast maybe okay. or a book on tape um I like that when I'm running I can just totally tune in to what someone is saying um there's nothing else to distract me so I kind of like to do that the only time I'll listen to music when I run is when like maybe in a race when I'm really in the pain cave and I just yeah. need some like happy music to bring me out of it pretty okay. much the only time I listen um, to music so, so what what type of music is happy music for yourself happy music just like like pop music like top 40 like stuff that I would never I never listen to that anyway like my my music of choice is like sad acoustic music like Mumford and Sons or like yeah okay even yeah. sadder <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah I listen to like pop music to try to get me get me going when I'm oh, feeling like fantastic. I and if you can pick one memory of your fitness journey that's been your best memory so far, what would you say? Oh, that is such a hard question. Or if you could pick an overall, you know, time frame. Yeah, honestly, um, I, like part of me wants to say like, oh, running in college because like I was I, I mean, like, yeah, I was all American one year and stuff like that. But like, I just was so sick with my eating disorder that it wasn't that fun. Probably like the last like three years or so since I really started doing ultra marathons because um, I've just like learned so much. Uh, and 
I'm healthy now. Like my body is strong. My mind is good. Like just being able to really, um, yeah, be strong and feel good and run that far is so much fun. I remember the first ultra I did was 50 miles and I absolutely felt like terrible because I didn't know how to drink enough or eat enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like bonked really early. I started too fast. Uh, but now I have like this whole strategy, you know, where I start slower and I feel better and I'm eating enough and I'm drinking enough. And I've done some cool races. Like I've done a, a, some big hundred K's in the mountains. I ran a hundred miles last fall. So wow. that's probably, um, yeah. And I felt pretty good the whole time. So um, yeah, I'm just excited to to continue to see what I can do. No, fantastic. And if you could pick one compliment that you've received on your journey, that, that stands out there to the mm. what would you say um I get I get a compliment a lot which is uh, when I'm when I'm running or when people see my races and stuff they they say oh you're so strong and I think that's such a great compliment because yeah. it's not about like how I look or anything it's about what I can do um and when I compliment other people I try to do this a similar thing like compliment what they've done or something inherent about them and not just their looks. So uh, definitely. And you know, it must be satisfying for yourself because obviously you've came through a long journey, you know, and now you're doing a hundred Ks in the mountains, no problem. You know, yeah. That that's really good. That's that, that's nice to hear. So if you could pick one thing for 2022 that you'd like to achieve for your, yourself, for your fitness goals, what would that be? Ooh. Yeah, so so I guess my biggest goal is, um, I have a couple of big races on the calendar and the biggest one is a hundred miler in the mountains here in California. Um, I've done a hundred miles before, but this one is at elevation and there's lots of climbing. It's the first uh, ultra that I ever saw happen in real life so it's special to me I've always been I've always wanted to go back and, and race it myself so um yeah if I complete that race that'll be a, a huge win for me ah fantastic and then if I could ask you you know obviously you do you, you blog you you work full-time you, you do a lot of runs so where would you like to see yourself um within doing all those things in the next maybe five years yeah, that's a good question too. I think um, ultimately I would like to not have to have a day job. You know, like I make I make some income from my blog and from the other projects that I do. And it would be awesome to spend more time on that and less time on my um, on a day job. So eventually I would like to just make a living creating my own content. Nah, fantastic. And, yeah. you know, just before we round up, um, what advice would you give to anyone going through an eating disorder um, on, on their own? What advice would I give? Um, yeah, that's tricky because so, so there was always, I mean, when I was sick, I had a lot of people come to me and um, like express concern or ask if I was okay or, you know, if I needed help and stuff, but I was in such denial for a long time that um, I didn't accept any of it. And I think that there came a point where I just needed help, but yeah. I was so afraid to like ask for help. So I think, I think the thing to, to tell anyone is that like, you're not alone. A lot of people go through this 
Um, and it is okay to ask for help. And it doesn't mean that you're like weak or anything like that. I think a lot of times it's, it's hard to ask for help, especially when it's something mental, because it just feels so not real. You know, it's not tangible in yeah. a lot of ways. So. No, nah, that's great advice, um, Sarah. So just before we round up, if people want to catch you online, um, where can they do that regarding social media and your website? Yeah, so my blog is The Prosiest, just www.theprosiest.com. Um, and my, my Instagram is probably the other best way to reach me, and my handle is McMountain. So that's a, a nickname my running friends gave me, and then uh, now it's my handle, and I love that it's my handle. Um, but yeah, McMountain on Instagram, The Prosiest online. Nah, fantastic. And have you got any questions for myself just before we round up? Um, no, but I just want to say it's insane that you wake up at three in the morning. Um, because is isn't it late there right now? Like it's yeah, the past it's, ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, 10.45 nearly <laughs> PM. Oh my you gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got a long day ahead tomorrow, so yeah. But no, it's is it, is it just like because I'm not a, familiar with like time zone, so it's like it's like Tuesday night for you. It's like almost yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Wow, you're like on the other side of the planet. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome that you know we can interact like this. Um, via yeah. Zoom. Yeah, but no, it's it's been awesome, Sarah. Um, to have you on my show and you know obviously we'll, we'll keep up to date on your social media to see if you've achieved your ultra marathon runs and maybe yeah. achieved a wee bit more uh, but thank you yeah thank you